Good afternoon, morning, whenever you tune into this podcast today um, on the new League 7.0 edition uh, podcast, Talk Shop Podcast with the Commissioner. Me, Patrick Teen, ready to rock and roll on this season. Um, so this is going to be a new addition to the league year, my 7.0 tradition, hopefully, uh, where we have a weekly podcast discussing different things around the league 7.0 and around the NFL and fantasy football in general. Uh, today on the podcast, we're just going to be talking about your favorites, power rankings. Boom. Post-draft power rankings today, um, along with some just news around the league, our league, and some bold predictions at the end of the show today. Um, and hopefully we can make this a fun tradition. Um, because, you know, one thing about fantasy, especially in this, this year I'm trying to focus on, is fun. We're trying to have some fun. It's going to be a fun year. But fun comes with participation, and I'm trying to encourage some participation. So hopefully I can get some leaguers, you guys, to um, join in on some weekly shows, uh, get your perspective, and pick your minds about what's happening around the league. So let's talk shop. Let's get into it. So um, league news, some recent activity on our wire, some post-draft activity. We have some additions to the rosters. Um, Ben Burkhalter, shout out. Take picking up Derek Carr, his fifth quarterback on his team. Fun stuff. Um, I myself, Patrick Tien, picked up the one and only onside kick specialist, Young Huayku. Jeff as well. Picked up a kicker, Chris Boswell. Brian Arata picks up two. Um, one a defense, his second defense. You know, Brian and his notorious two-defense scheme with the Eagles defense and LeSean McCoy, former Eagle, now Buccaneer. And Will picking up another kicker, joining me and Jeff with Stephen Hauschka of the Buffalo Bills. And Jeff picking up Scotty Miller, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Some news dropped about Scotty having a good training camp, and I, I put in a wire for him. I put in a, a hope to get him. Did not have priority, therefore lost him to Jeff. Good pickup for Jeff. Also with some additions, there are drops. I had to drop Jalen Hurd uh, towards ACL once again. So one of the guys I was looking at for an upside breakout year didn't work out. Jeff dropping the domestic abuser. Darius guys, you know, good for the culture. We don't want, we don't want those kind of guys in our locker room. Brian dropping the Seahawks defense. Um, even though they have the best secondary in the NFL. Just saying, I understand because sacks get points, and they're not going to get the money sacks. I understand. That's going to be frustrating for me as a Seahawks fan. Peyton Barber is now on the wire. We'll drop the Redskin, or not Redskin, Washington football team running back, Peyton Barber. And some injury news around the league. Nick Chubb had a concussion, which is a big yikes. There is concern that he might miss week one. So, Ben, you got to be watching out for Nick Chubb there. Uh, A.J. Green, again, on the injury report, hamstring. But Zach Taylor said it wasn't a big deal. They're just being pretty cautious with A.J. Green considering his recent injury history. 
for Luke's team, we got Dallas Goddard with an upper body missing practice. He's day-to-day, no big deal. Devontae Adams, though, for Jeff's team with an ankle and foot injury. You know, those can nag on and affect wide receivers, especially with their route running ability. Um, so that's something to monitor, even though it said it wasn't too bad in the Packers report. Boston Scott, also for Jeff's team, lower body, lower body injury. No big deal, though. And Miles Sanders for Will's team, lower body injury. Said week to week, so something to monitor there. Hopefully he gets back between now and the start of the season. Get that star running back that you're hoping for, Will, back in the lineup. And now for the stuff you guys have all been waiting for, some power rankings post-draft. Um, everybody, you guys are always nagging me about where you're going to fall on this and trying to see my perspective on your teams. And um, I'm just going to explain to you how I do it so you're not mad at me. I look at starting lineup. I look at bench depth. I look at upside and downside for the team in general. And that's how I rank. Um, But, you know, fantasy football is quite inconsistent. So whatever happens in week two might completely shift what this entirely says. And then, again, week six, again, will be completely different. So let's see what we got here. Four weeks out of the regular season for the NFL. At one, we got to put the reigning champion, Luke Edwards, up there after making another splash trade this offseason for the top fantasy wide receiver, Michael Thomas. Um, And also got Raheem Mostert after a breakout year last season in 700 yards and 10 touchdowns, which is a nice depth piece for this team that actually does struggle with its depth. However, the depth isn't that important here because of the explosive starting lineup that I am in awe of. The roster building of this franchise is astonishing. And props to Luke here, the champion that paid out, obviously. He knows how to build his roster, and it's it's good. It's good fantasy footballing. Top running back, top wide receiver, some young talent with Metcalf and Edward Hilaire. I mean, again, depth isn't great on this team, but who needs that depth when you're so top-heavy? I got to put myself second here. Number two, me. Uh, my team is just winning. It just wins. It's consistent. It, it's, I think, through and through the deepest team in the league as well. Uh, superstars at every position, just not explosive potential, as we see on Luke's team there. But I got the depth pieces this year, especially because I was riddled with injuries last season. Depth pieces here that I feel like I can plug and play and will be able to make a third straight championship appearance, hopefully. And this time I'm really open to bring out the dub. Number three, we got Ben Burkhalter making his rise up into fantasy relevance for the past few seasons after starting the league as a new owner, new to fantasy football, um, we've seen a lot of uh, a lot of development and growth out of this out of this franchise, you should say, because he started out as a bottom circle win on the schedule. Everyone wanted to play Ben, but now he he was a top seed last season, coming off a ten and three season with his team. Similar team than last year, so I think he's got the starters, if not better starters this season and again like Luke's team just not as great as depth but the starting lineup might be the best in the league um, and I think if things fall into place avoiding injuries 
not having to rely on depth, this team can make a championship run. At four, I had to put a tie. For four and five, interchangeable here. Team uh, Will and Evan. Will and Evan coming in there. They're neck and neck here. Um, the starters are both spot on and where they need to be. They both got RB1s and RB2s, wide receiver ones, wide receiver twos. Good flex, great tight ends, just solid rosters. However, I do see a lot of downside potential for these teams. Uh, Keenan Allen for Will's team with Tyrod is a tough look. And Aaron Jones is definitely going to regress from his insane fantasy year last year. So I just don't know how things fall into place for these teams. But definitely playoff teams. Yeah, definitely going to make a splash. But the downside is definitely looming over their, their teams. At six here, we have Mr. 500, Brian Arada. Um, middle of the pack. That's where that's where he belongs. I think this team is is just a high floor, low ceiling team. You're gonna you know what you're gonna get. Um, upside potential here and there, downside potential here and there, but it's gonna be pretty consistent. And I do expect another around 500 year for Mr. Arata here. Um, I don't know how it's gonna play out, but I just know that towards the end of the season we're gonna get seven and six. Probably eight and five tops. That's how I'm. That's how I'm looking at it. Team O'Connell, Andrew, back in the action here at seven. Um, coming back, he is. He's made a roster overall this offseason, and you know one of the worst managed teams under Jack Luber's tenure. Um, coming in and managing it how he wants it. He knows what he wants. He knows how he's going to get it. He's coming, and he has made his roster how. He wants it to be. Welcome back, champ. Um, I can see this team sneaking into the playoffs as a six six seed. Uh, team Fanukin at eight. And we all look at Team Fanukin and we were like, damn, that is some uh, tough looks on the team. Um, with the way that the team, the players have fallen out and committees in every single situation we have there. But I know this team. This uh, I know Jeff's got. He's got the rings to prove it that he can manage a team, make it work. So I think he's going to be able to make it work, and you know maybe surprise. So top, definitely top of the bottom three teams there. Number nine, we have Reagan Harmon. Um, mostly just because of the volume on our team. Her team, her players, David Montgomery, Derrick Henry. You know. Those kind of players are definitely just volume. The Kenny Galladay volume guy. You're going to get points with volume, even though they're not the big, the biggest talents. Volume equals touches, and touches equal points. So that's where I got Reagan's team at nine. And ten, we got John. John's fired. Maybe a little prejudice here because of his MIA draft night appearance, or therefore lack of. Um, but the team is tough. I mean. Trading away Robert Woods and Le'Veon Bell this offseason for some depth. Maybe add some that just that depth, but where's the points going to be coming from? I don't know. Definitely downside more than upside. I don't see this team coming near the top six for playoffs. So there it is. So just a recap of that. We got Luke at one, Patrick at two, Ben at three. Will and Evan at four, 
At six, we have Brian. At seven, we have Andrew. At eight, we have Jeff. Nine with Reagan. And 10 with John. So there you go. That's probably going to be changed by week two after we see how the team are being fantasized. But, you know, we'll see. And then, like I said, I got some bold predictions for this season. So my first bold prediction is that Evan returns to the playoffs. And yeah, everyone's like, oh, that's not that bad of a prediction. He's got a good team. Evan hadn't missed the playoffs until last season, and every single year he's been in the league. But last season was ridiculously strange. As Evan said, it was the upside down following the theme of that year, or one of the themes of Stranger Things. Um, the upside down for Evan was that he <laughs> allowed 1,930 points against that's 145 points per game and almost 50 more points than the next closest team. That's a lot of points. That's bad luck, honestly. Fantasy football is a lot of luck, but that's bad luck. This team would have definitely made the playoffs if they had a smidgen of more luck on their side. However, I think that along with my prediction of Evan not making or making the playoffs this season, he won't be top five in points allowed this next season. Evan always seems to be in the top five for points allowed, and that always hurts him the most. But this season, Evan's got luck on his side. He's making the playoffs and might be fighting for a bye week. I think that team has a lot of potential. My second bold prediction is that Luke will surpass 2,000 points again, posting a league record of 2,009 points last season, and will be the only team to ever do that. I think he repeats it because he has possibly even a better offense this, this year, which is crazy to think. And my last bold prediction of the year is that four teams have 10-plus wins this season. Last year was only two. Shout-out to Will and Ben for the 10-3 and three seasons and getting those bye weeks in the playoffs. But I think that there is a four-way double-digit win fight for the playoff bye, in which two teams will have to play round one with 10-plus wins, which is crazy to think about. But I think there's a lot of good teams this year, and I think that the playoff teams are going to be a struggle between the top seven teams in this league. One person's going to not make it with a good team. That's pretty much it for this. Just a reminder that bets are now encouraged by league members. You know, just don't bet involving your team's games. You know, you can bet on your individual players. Like, oh, I, I'd say Mahomes, 30 points this week. I can do that because it does, I don't affect that. But your team's wins and losses, don't be betting on that. Now let's have a fun season, you know. The season starts in less than four weeks. Uh, Texans and Chiefs coming in on a Thursday night game. I think September 10th is the day. That's cool. I'm ready for that. I hope you guys are too. And, you know, don't forget to uh, come on and talk shop with the commish here on the Talk Shop podcast with your commissioner, Pastor Tian. As always, league on and have a good one. Thanks for listening.